You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Looking to the reward is the title of this devotion. Looking to the reward is a statement that you find here in Hebrews chapter 11 concerning Moses. The scripture says in Hebrews chapter 3 that Moses was found faithful in God's house as a witness of those things that would take place after him. In other words, Moses, he was a true apostle in that he brought from God, from heaven, the knowledge and the will and purposes of God that he laid out in his lifetime, as well as in the five books that we have in the beginning of the Bible that were written by Moses. And the apostle, and Moses was a meek and lowly man. The Bible says he was the most humble and meek man on earth. And that was said about him in the face of family challenges that he had with his sister and his brother, sister Miriam and his brother Aaron who rose up against him. And he had many other challenges like that. But Moses had a meekness about him, a lowliness, a humility. And God was able to employ him in a way that, wow, Moses was really one of a kind in the scripture. And Moses here, it says about him in Hebrews chapter 11, starting at verse 24, okay? By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproaches of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward, the title of this devotion. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who's invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry, ground, dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. By faith, Moses, when he came of age, refused to be called the Son of God. There came <clears throat> this turning point in his own life where he had to choose whom he was living to be. Every one of us has this in our lives. Everyone. Everyone has turning points in our lives. My turning point was in September 1978. In September, it's a month before I turned 18. My birthday is on the 16th of October. And on the 16th of October, 1978, I became 18. But I was 17 and I had a head-on collision in a car accident. And while I was either unconscious or asleep or whatever, Jesus appeared to me. It was like a dream and he said to me, Robert, what have you done for me in your life? And I could not answer him. And he just looked at me. He didn't look angry or whatever. And, and I couldn't answer him. I woke up and it was the fourth day when I woke up of the accident and my father walked into the hospital 
into my room and he said, don't you think it's the grace of God that you are not dead? And I began to weep with gratitude. And he said, let's pray and go home. And he laid his hands upon me and said, thank you, Jesus, that you're always with us and that by your stripes, Robert is healed. And Jesus healed me. And I know that the life I live is not my own. I know that the life that I've been given belongs to the Lord, Lord Jesus. My father said to me as I walked out of the hospital, he said, now you know your life is not your own. And oh, how do I know it every day? That the life that I live in this body, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. And you see, that was a turning point in my life. And while it still had some testings afterwards, there was no turning back. There was no turning back. Absolutely not. I had died with Christ. There was no turning back. Yes, opportunities came, but something inside of me said, no, turning back. We used to sing it. Uh, no turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Oh, how we would sing it and how good it is to sing such a thing because there are many that do get tempted to turn back and then do so. And they stumble into darkness and, and often find it very difficult to recover from it. But you know, Jesus kept me and led me through all the lessons until today that I can look at you today and say to you, listen, live to the glory and the praise of the Lord. Look at the reward set before you. Moses had this turning point in his life when he became of age. What does it mean to become of age? You become personally responsible before God. And that can happen at different points in your life when you realize your choices are your choices. And God is looking at your heart which way you will go. And I'm so grateful when I became of age there that the Lord Jesus was there to help me make the right choice. And I believe the Lord is here to help you make the right choice. And Moses was willing to give up all the glory of the life that he had as a prince of Egypt and suffer the shame and reproach that the children of Israel were suffering at being treated as slaves because he considered the reward of greater treasure than the passing pleasure. He considered the reward that God gave those who followed him as greater treasure than the passing pleasures of this earthly life. And all of us go through this in our lives. And there are times when we are in real turning points and we make choices. And you can make the wrong choice, that does happen. And then what do you do? You can repent and, and seek God for mercy. And it's amazing how gracious He is. And often there are consequences, but He'll help you get through them if you change. You can outlive your consequences and trials if you change. If you never change, you'll never outlive them. They'll be with you always. But you don't have to live with the painful consequences of wrong choices if you allow Jesus to transform you. He'll turn what is bitter to sweet. He will turn what is crooked straight. He will turn what is exalting low and what's low exalted. He will be able to give you a smooth path if you allow him to change your ways. And that is an important grace that we see in Moses 
that despite that he had lived as a prince of Egypt, now he was living as one of the humble slaves of the children of Israel because he kept looking not just to the reward, but to him who's invisible, to the Lord God Almighty. And when I think about this, you know, look to the reward. Then I think about the Apostle Paul here in Timothy chapter four. Now this is his last letter. Earlier this week, I mentioned that it was the last letter, but it was first Timothy I was reading. But this is second Timothy, which is Paul's last letter as we know his letters. And he says in verse six, okay, of second Timothy. Now let's start at verse one. He's writing, dear Timothy, he says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at, the appearing, at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Long suffering, slow to anger. Do not be unkind and rude, even if you have to correct people. For, in t for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because of their itchy ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure is at hand. Here is the Apostle Paul and here is he coming to the end of his course. Every one of us will come to that point. When my natural father, Johan Maswell, came to that point, he wrote on a small little piece of paper, my brother David has it, he wrote, I have completed the task you have given me. And I'll not forget preaching there in, in, in the late 80s, maybe 87 or so, or yeah, 87, 88, I was preaching there. My father was sitting there in the back and he was listening to me preaching. I can even remember what I was preaching about. I was preaching about the miraculous power of Jesus Christ being the same today as it always has been. And my father was sitting there and his task had come to a completion. He had finished his course. Where are you in your, in your heart right now? As my ask, do you look to the reward? Do you... Do you look to the reward? Can you look at the prices you've paid in life and not be bitter about them, but be grateful that you had the privilege to lay it all on the altar for the glory? You see, Moses was not bitter that he had to give up being a prince of Egypt. He was not angry that he had to become a slave of Egypt and be ridiculed and despised and rejected. No, he gladly accepted the reproach of Christ because he knew the reward was so much greater. You see, we cannot finish our course and look to the reward if we allow ourselves to be resentful at the prices we've had the privilege of paying. You can't be bitter. You can't be angry. You gotta let go of that. You gotta say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I allowed myself to get angry. I allowed myself to get bitter and resentful at the prices that you've given me the privilege to pay to follow you because I know I'm in your will, Father, and I don't want to 
have a bit of taste in me as I meet the end of my course. No, I won't have the sweet taste that all is yours and yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Come on, friends, don't, don't allow yourself to be distracted by the prices you have the privilege of paying. Look to the reward. It far outweighs any price. It says in Hebrews chapter 10 that they gladly accepted the spoiling of their goods because they knew they had a better and lasting possession awaiting them in heaven. Therefore, do not give up your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, for you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may obtain the promise. There was, there's this spirit of endurance and perseverance that comes as you keep your eyes on the reward. What is the reward then? What is the reward? Well, we ought to know it every day and look at it here. He says, I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, using Old Testament language here. In the time, and my time of departure is at hand, I have fought a good fight, noble, honorable fight. In other words, I've lived in a way that gives honor to God. I have finished my race. I've kept the faith of the Son of God. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Oh, hallelujah, my friends. When you know the righteousness that awaits as you enter into your reward, you enter into that perfect righteousness, peace and joy in the presence of the Father where you look to Him face to face and you are perfectly like Him and there's no spot or wrinkle in your conscience when you stand before Him. There is absolutely no blemish, no guilt, no shame, no condemnation. The blood is perfect. The blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God, has done a perfect work to present you to the Father, holy, acceptable, and well-pleasing in His sight. Oh, glory, glory. Read Ephesians chapter 1. Look at the price, at the reward that is set before you and run with joy and gladly accept all the challenges that come along and commit it all to Him. Commit it all to Him. Give it to Him. Keep giving it to Him. Keep giving it to Him. Before I complete this devotion, and I feel the Holy Spirit is really on this, so I think that there are many of us listening today that are really being spoken to by the Lord, but the Apostle Paul, here in Philippians chapter 3, starting at verse 12, he says, Now that I have not that I have already obtained, or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus laid a hold of me. You see, looking to the reward, you gotta keep pressing on. There were some years that Virginia and I went through, quite a few, about seven, seven years. From 2000 and beginning of 2009 to, uh, you know, about, about seven years then, that, you know, we had to just press on. Press on, press on, look into the reward, keeping your eyes on Jesus and just keep loving, loving Him and loving others and keep doing what He had given us to do and to not allow ourselves to grow resentful because of some of the wounds that we had the privilege of bearing in serving Him. And, and we just kind of 
bore them before his throne in gratitude and thankfulness to give our lives in his service. And the Lord brought us through that time. He brought us through that time. And, and, and I'll never forget, I said to Virginia, I said, darling, I feel we're through the valley. I feel we're through. I feel it in my spirit. She said, well, I don't feel that yet. I still feel we're still going through it. I said, no, I feel we're coming out. And I said, okay, I understand. Give me one thing that the Lord needs to do to show you we've come through. She said, well, if we could pay salaries. I said, okay, okay. Then the Lord's going to do that this week to show you we're coming through this valley. And that week, supernaturally, God brought us through financially. This man I'd never met came from another country and the Lord had told him to come. And he says, I've never done this and I'd, I think I may never do it again, but I keep feeling my heart that I'm supposed to give you this money. And he gave this money for the church, not for me personally. And we were able to pay all the salaries up to date. And the Lord did this to show you, show us, okay, I'm in control. You've held on to me, I'll show you the way. And see, God will bring you through whatever you're going through right now. So don't give up and don't be resentful. Let go of that hurt and commit it to Jesus who bore it all and embraced the sweet taste of his meekness and lowliness and gentleness and his rest through his calming presence. And you are in a new place. And Paul says, I keep pressing on to lay hold of that for which he laid hold of me and brethren even though I do not count myself to have apprehended, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we already have attained, let us walk and be of the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. What God has already accomplished in you, hold fast to that and trust him that what is not yet perfected in you, he will complete what he's begun in you. Hold on, keep your eyes on the reward set before you. Look to Jesus, look to Jesus. Let me close with you from 2 Peter chapter 1, please. Starting at verse 12, okay? <laughs> For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. Yes, I think it is right, as long as I'm in this tent to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, this body, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. Peter had come to the end of his course here in 2 Peter. And look at his sweetheart. He was ready to embrace the transition from the seen to the unseen and to let go of this earthly body in such a sweetness. And he says, while I'm still in this body, I will not neglect to keep reminding you and stirring you up to look to the reward. Oh, come on, dear friends. 
Let us finish the race like Paul and Peter and Jesus. Let us keep our eyes on the reward of the crown of righteousness that's already being held out to us and with joy look forward to that day. And what a glorious day that will be when we stand in His holy presence together with the saints of glory singing, Worthy is the Lamb. Amen. Have a good day.